What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on wax. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap. Bulls on tap, our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bulls Scripted. We are here after a 129-124 loss to the San Antonio Spurs. Before we get into this one, be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap and on tapsportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review, because it's cool and tough. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, we really appreciate you watching, but can you come over to the YouTube, hit the subscribe button, and hop in the comment section with us? That'd be awesome. Hop in here. We'll talk for a little bit. Maybe not a long time, because the Bulls lost, but hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, Goose, tomorrow makes history tonight, but the Bulls go down. How you feeling? I'm not feeling so good. I feel like our most consistent player this year, despite his shooting struggles that have been consistent in Vooch, uh, struggled tonight. And our most inconsistent player in Kobe White uh, had the best night of any player uh, that you didn't really expect to have a great game. So kind of a flip-flop of what you would have expected going into the game. We had DeMar with 33 points. Bench played fantastic. Uh, but starters, once again, get off to an abysmal start where you're digging yourself out of this hole shorthanded without Zach Levine. And it didn't feel good at all to start this game. So I'm not really sure where you're sitting on this current Zach thing, but I already fucking hate it because I look at the schedule and we have a back-to-back just about every week. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling good about it. Again, if he's hurt, he's hurt, or he's managing it, or whatever the case may be, fine. It is what it is, but this is what the bear – the, the Bears, the Bulls, and Zach Levine need to notice right away. Um, this team needs to be fully healthy to do things. Yes, we still won in Miami without Zach. It happened. We won that game. We did. It, it's just how it went down. But it's going to get harder and harder as the season goes along if this becomes a consistent thing. And I'm not just putting solely the blame on Zach, all right, because the oh, defensive effort was, was piss poor tonight. But I am on your side of thinking I'm overreacting a little bit about it too. I, I mean, listen. There's, there's a reason that they're 23rd ranked in the ESPN. Um, I think that's way too low, but in ESPN's uh, power rankings or people pick them to finish low because if these injuries are going to play part like this and it's going to become a consistent thing, it is a worry. And it's something that we didn't think even was going to happen out of Zach in the get-go. I hate that he didn't play tonight. No, I mean, obviously we, we took ourselves an offseason this year, unlike usual, but we expected a healthy Zoe to start the year at least about five, ten games in to be getting a report that he's going to be coming back, expecting that return. Um, didn't expect Zach to have limitations at all. 
entering the season. We we're pretty much told that the uh, knee scope in the offseason was just to clean things up and have him at 110% as opposed to the 85-90 that he was playing at in the previous season where he was still an all-star. Right. So it's kind of a tough pill to swallow when you go into a game tonight and the Spurs know you're coming into a game tonight where you think you got a cakewalk. You got this team. You don't need your max player. You don't need that guy that just got $210 million. We can take this team without it. Not a problem. Yeah. Uh, problem there is the Spurs have played great basketball all year. They're yeah, they, they really have. Yeah. And assist percentage, and you saw that in the total assist tonight. They almost doubled us up. I uh, think they went in there with a kind of a shitty attitude, too. Not in a, not in the like way, again, in a little bit of a way that they're going to go in there and they're going to win because the Spurs are supposed to be bad. And then you also go in there because there's a lot of hype surrounding the game itself nationally tonight. And, and obviously locally, DeMar scored 20,000 points tonight. There's 50 NBA players to do that now. Ever do that. That have, is that's, that's fucking wild. DeMar DeRozan just did that. That's a, that's a huge deal. That's a halt. That's a huge deal, especially with how DeMar DeRozan gets those points. Yeah, in, in, in an era where the mid-range shot is frowned upon, literally, not even like hypothetically. It's no, we, we had a coach that you, told guys not to take mid-range You are shots. not supposed to take that shot in this era, and this guy is now the 50th player ever, ever in the history of the game to hit 20K. Yeah. Um, congrats to him. There's Super happy couple, for him, too. If there's a couple things that we can hang our hats on tonight, it is the fact that DeMar hit his milestone. That's out of the way. And somebody like Ayo Dosumo, who we've seen a great progression from this season, uh, had a scary hit to the back of the head and did return to the game at least, which gives us positive vibes moving forward with his status on a team that already has a lot of injuries that we cannot have a number to. Yeah, I'm so glad he ended up coming back in the game. Um, obviously, they tested him for a concussion. I'm assuming they tried to give him some sort of test to see if there was if it was existing there. Thank God it didn't. He came back into the game. I got worried about Drummond tonight. I almost waged war on San Antonio. You know, but for DeMar, I am happy that he got to do it in San Antonio and be by Pop. Um, the respect that DeMar has for Pop, you know, even only playing for him for three years, it, it really um, it really showed through uh, yesterday and today uh, with DeMar's statements to, you know, the media, to guys like Rob Schaefer, Casey, or, or even Joe. Um, you know, it, that was really cool that he got to do that in front of him. I'm sure DeMar will be the first one to tell you, fuck the 20K points. I wish I would have got the win, you know, but um, – Awesome, awesome for him tonight. Uh, Patrick Williams tonight, too. Let, let's talk about that because our last episode, which thank you guys for spreading the word about that, number one, number two, if you, if you even do do that or spread the word. We had a lot of interaction on that episode, like a ton, believe it or not. And I actually got a couple DMs about our Patrick Williams talk, um, which is pretty cool. Um, he did look to be a little bit aggressive tonight, again, offensively. Um, still slower than molasses on the defensive end. Um, I don't really understand what I'm seeing there, but uh, no. he did. Have, he, he had three steals. He literally in the preseason press conference was telling people how he felt he was too heavy last year and he cut weight and he's coming yeah. in feeling good, feeling light, ready to go. We talked about him looking gassed in the third of the last game. I didn't right. see too much of that being uh, worrisome tonight, but still just defensively. Um, Fighting, like getting over screens and stuff for him, it looks like a real chore. Like yeah. just a real chore out there. Like where it doesn't really – I actually go back and like watch his first year or even some of last year, even though he was hurt, and it's not really like that, you know. Um, and, and yes, Mr. Z, unfortunately uh, – Oh, my bad, lost. bro. We, yeah, sorry, Mr. Lost. Z. 
uh, very, very poorly. Uh, started yes. the game very bad. Uh, led the majority of the game after the first, but uh, fell short in the fourth there uh, without kind of the presence of Io and uh, Vooch just really having a game. And Billy, Billy not really riding the hot hand in Drummond. I mean, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe he took him out. It was like for a shooting. Like, I didn't know why he took him out because Drummond was absolutely unbelievable tonight. In a game where you could not afford Vooch to suck and have a bad game, he was terrible. He was terrible. And I'll tell you what, uh, Jakob Podel or whatever. I, I always fuck up his name. Podel? Podel. Yeah, I said it right. Podel. Hotel. Uh, hotel. I put the fucking twang on it. That's what I do, okay? I, I try to say it correctly. All right, right. All right. Anyway, anyway. Um, you could tell that the, that guy was in trade rumors about coming here last year. My God. It's, it's, it's funny how, how, how guys tend to turn up against the teams that are like, oh, you had interest in me? You were going to get me out of this tanking situation where they're trying to, you know, get lottery lucky and get the guy that's going to replace me. But, yep. oh, okay, yeah, let me let me show you. I, I hear you like seeing things in person. Did you like that? Yeah, that he he was unbelievable. Johnson was unbelievable tonight. Elvin um, Johnson is Kentucky player. Kentucky, yeah, right? Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. Um, kind of mid-tier kind of pick that the Spurs have just developed, and he's really come around to be that guy. He looks good. He's got some confidence. He's got yep. some swag, and it's it's all warranted. I, I can't take that away from him. His three-point shot is smooth as silk and is pretty fucking quick. Yeah, yeah, so, he, looked, he looked good tonight. Uh, he's going to be a dude for the Spurs, and obviously Josh Richardson is just that vet that doesn't seem to disappear either. He he was kind of in the nitty-gritty tonight. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I wrote that article about trying to get him, pry him away. Was he in Miami at the time I wrote that article? Yeah. I believe. I Yeah, I he really want. Austin last year. Yeah. Um, ended up in San Antonio for, for a Bulls team that doesn't have too many two-way players. He definitely would have been an intriguing pickup on the wing there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm running up and down the box score. I'll pick out a couple that, you know, obviously stick out. You have DeMar breaking the record tonight, 33 points, 11 for 20 from the field, 11 for 12 from the free throw line. Um, 33-1-1 and one, and one for, for DeMar. Uh, he did not turn the ball over, though, which is pretty cool. Uh, Vooch's stat line is absolutely dog shit, 4 for 13. You can't turn the ball over if you're not passing. Uh, that's, <laughs> Kobe. Um <laughs> You know, but fucking four for 13 for Vooch, nine points, five boards, two assists for him, one block in 25 minutes. Um, the bench was really, I would say, the big deal for the Bulls tonight because the starters were not very good. Caruso uh, just not scoring great this year. I mean, not that he's a score in general, but just not looking very good offensively. So do you think Billy on these back-to-backs has to make an adjustment there then? Because defensively, Caruso won in, in his role is used to that off-the-bench dog mentality, bring the energy um, off the bench, as opposed to having Io and him together. We saw a combo tonight of Derek Jones Jr. and Pat Williams in the small time that they played together. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. That actually worked pretty well. Yeah, it was um, okay. You know, so the intensity there may be going a little bit bigger, a little bit more athletic. And keeping Caruso in that role, right? Not that we want to have to hope that we have to navigate around this Zach knee management for too much longer into the season, because at a certain point, if it is clear that this is something that we're going to have to deal with for all of this season and previous or following seasons, that's going to be a problem. 
I think so. I, I yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I'm not sure how we should tweak it because like I could sit here and try to sound smart and be like, oh man, he should have started Kobe because we need somebody to help with the scoring. You know, and of there. course, Kobe's box score tonight would back up that that that, fir- that first half he played. Unf- unbelievable! Like I was getting throwback Kobe White vibes. I was like, "All right, cool. Here he is. Here's the kid who I was excited about. Like there he is. You know, it's 31 minutes for Kobe tonight. And I mean, I'll tell you what, give him more credit than credits due here for just the scoring of the ball. But for the last couple games, you know, nine minutes, 13 minutes. I know Zach's out, but you come out 31 minutes, fucking ready to play tonight, and that's exactly what he did. 50% from the field, three for seven from downtown. He finishes with 19 points. Four boards, four assists, one steal. Only one turnover. He's a plus 18. He's a team leading plus 18 tonight. For a guy who went into the offseason expecting to need a contract extension, whether that was logical or not from his standpoint, to come into the year, know you're going to be coming off the bench, but then find out that Zach's going to sit out every back-to-back and know that you're going to be needed for your scoring in these these games to finally show up like he did. Hopefully there's something that we can continue to see because it really is the only way that we're going to get around this Zach Levine sitting on back-to-backs is to get 20-plus from somebody like Kobe consistently when you can expect it when he has to step up. I think that needs to be in the back of his head too, Jack, what you said. Like he needs to realize, if this is, like you said, if this is going to be a common trend, not for just his team to win, but for Buddy to like really come up of it and be like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing when my my star players out. I'm having to come in and do this. That's contract talk at the end of the year. You know, I mean, that seriously. No, if you can back up and obviously, I'm not going to use the the replace word because that's not. Oh, it's not that right. It's just trying to um, it's trying to, to give something to supplement the team in a way that Zach does when he's available. When he's not. Yeah. Is valuable. That that right. made that dude two hundred ten million dollars. Right. If you can do that in a backup role, and when you're called upon, and when it's expected of you, you are going to get paid. Right. Um, and obviously, I don't really want to see Kobe leave. I do think he is a valuable piece. Even though uh, our last show, we we also felt that he was going to be the odd man out of the rotation. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird. I mean, and even how Billy's doing this right now. I th- I, I mean, I know that they cannot keep this rotation going when the dog days start coming up and when the, the really nitty gritty to try to, if that's what the goal is, which I'm assuming it is to, is to avoid the play in. Like you you want to get into that top six, like he's going to have to drop down this rotation, but if he does it all the way up into that point, you're running 10, 11 guys a night trying to keep freshness and about, you know, a, not just keeping people fresh, you know, by bringing in and out people. So you're not playing crazy minutes, but also keeping the guys that, aren't typically getting playing time, you know, well-tuned. Engaged. Yeah. Right, engaged, you know, well-tuned. So, I mean, that's I, – I like that. But, yeah, no, when we were talking in our last episode, I mean, seriously, I mean, was I, I don't – I still we, don't we feel have like so many I'm, guards. We, we play right, so I, I, don't, I still don't nights. feel like I'm wrong. I, I think he is the odd With, man with a healthy Zach, he, he probably is. But without Zach, you need him. Like, oh, yeah, as, as much as we're willing to throw Kobe in, in any and every trade available out there for somebody that's <laughs> – Supplant Patrick Williams, ironically. Um, You you feel for him at the same time because he is desperately needed on this team. He is an X factor. And obviously for the first few games of the season, we didn't really get it until we saw it tonight. Yeah. Um, And and, then it makes you realize how much you need it and how much you miss it and how much you want it. Like, come on, Kobe. We we, we don't want to put you in trade talks, buddy. Like, 
show us this and it won't even be a conversation. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even like you said, with how many guards there is right now, I mean, he really has to be motivated from almost all ends. Like he, he just has to, if he can continue doing stuff like this and get back to his career averages, I mean, which I know is in less minutes is impossible, but it, 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 you know, you know what I'm saying? Like just kind of getting back to that trajectory, um, you know, that, well, the bulls will be in a better spot. I mean, this bench is just, I gotta say, man, this bench is just unbelievable. I mean, through five, like through the six games this year, the bulls are three and three now. They've been good in every game, every game. And now we're sitting here talking about the starters, but we're sitting here talking about the starters because the star players and fucking playing with the starters consistently enough. It's a, it's again, a, once again, it's that famous Chicago bulls, constant change. It's just, nothing can ever be solidified. And this is the way that it is. So it's but, frustrating, but, but we're getting back to it. And we have a comment from our buddy shy sports saying that Javante got too much time tonight. Was oh, he, it too much time or was it just at the wrong time? Because I, I if we start this game with any kind of energy that the bench brought, even without Caruso, I was about to say obviously he thing. was inserted in that starting lineup. If you put Javante in that starting lineup and you let Pat cook, the way that he was able to cook at certain points of this night, being aggressive when he had opportunities with the ball in his hand, this is a W. Right. We're not talking about a loss. And that's... Unfortunately, as much as I hate criticizing Billy because I feel he is a great coach, and when I see the comments online, like, oh, we got to start talking about Billy. Like, no, I don't think we have to start talking about Billy. Billy Billy's a player coach. You're never going to fully agree with a coach's rotations because you're never going to see the game the same way that somebody else does. But you have media like Casey Johnson writing about how Billy needs to make the switch. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. not even just because it's – Better for Javante. It's literally better for the team and better for the rookie or the guy on the rookie contract that you're trying to develop. It's simply just a better fit. And the majority of people see it at a certain point. I don't know if if or when Billy will pull that trigger. Well, yeah, it's just something that I'm kind of I'll be honest with you. Like, yes, we're we're talking about what was that? That's two uh games in a row of ten point performances from Pat, right? Because I, I said I thought, oh yeah, last game he had a season high at 10 points or whatever, like, yeah, great, man. But I'm with you, dude. He, he, he's got to do something here. If Zach's not playing, God, I, I, Patrick Williams is a better three-point shooter than Javante Green. I, I believe that. No, I believe that too. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying I, I believe that. But we don't really have anybody else to supplement the loss of what Zach brings. Obviously, no one's going to, again, to replace it. But – you have to bring something into that lineup, whether it's shooting or whether it's energy to uh, establish an identity right off the fucking bat of the game. Like if you got two dogs in there, like Russo and green right off the bat, and then you bring Pat off the bench, go ahead and give Pat the minutes, give him the minutes, let him do what he's got to do, but try to establish something. So the starters stop falling behind. Yeah. You got to set the tone. You can't be down. Right. We were down. I believe it was 24 to 12 at some 24, point. Yeah. We were down, we were down 12 doubled up to start games because the energy just isn't there. Um, and you can't have that. You can't be playing from behind and expect to win, especially without your star player. And yeah. that was ultimately the story of the night. Right. You know, I'm horrible start, and we didn't have the overall firepower that we needed on the offensive end to hold off a team that's supposed to be tanking. Right. What I don't want to see is is consistent, stagnant starts where this where this bench has to bail us out. So they're going to have to figure something out. I mean, and this bench, honestly, like you had 
Caruso in the starting lineup tonight, like you, it's so nice that you can go five to six deep in that thing, man. Like you can go get guys that are still going to end up, you know, getting 15 minutes a game that are finishing in the plus. They have to find a way, Billy and, and company have to find a way to interchange some of this if Zach's not going to play. And even when Zach does come back, I'm still fully on board. I, I told you I thought he should lose rotational minutes. I mean, just in general until he learns what the fuck to do with himself. But I, I'm not opposed of having DJJ starting at my four. Energy, <clears throat> length, can hit the occasional three. He's, he's not afraid to take the fucking thing. He's just a little squirrely. really hard not to play that dude. I, that's what I'm saying. Every yeah. single minute you give him, he's doing something productive that jumps out at you on a screen like, oh, shit. Look at that putback he had in the supposed second Look at that putback. Look at that block. Look at that yeah. rotation. Look at the amount of trouble that he gives the players on the opposing team three through five. His switchability with his athleticism allows him to cover centers like total. Um, and – Finding minutes for him is what makes the Pat situation so tough. Well, that's it's, what I mean. It, it, you it, see it, all the potential here. It's almost like we have too many fucking power forwards again. Yeah. Like, well, hey, hey. None, of them, none of them are great. But at the same time, we're not giving any of them enough opportunity to be great. Um, and I, I, I definitely. The only one that's solidified is Javante is that backup energy role. Um, right. but also, on the current setup, might be better as a starter. In as our buddy's saying down here, that Keith Bogans start him, still only play him 15 to 20 minutes, but for that energy to get out the gate right and set the tone and keep yeah, the, the tone set for the game, right? You got to have that dog in there. Yeah, I just I'm not sure the call to make. I know it needs to be down to Javante or DJJ. That that's all I know. I could live with either of them. Um, I personally I love Javante a lot. I'm a big DJJ guy too, so I probably would rather see him start and have Javante help come off that bench and really fucking get that shit going, um, that energy going. But you know, what whatever happens, happens. Again, he he's just gonna. Well, no, it, it is a problem because he has to worry about it every other fucking night or every other week or every week at this point because we have back to backs. So it, it it's an issue, and hopefully they can figure it out eventually. Um, we touched a little bit on Io getting hit in the back of the head. Like I said, he came back in. He's good. Drummond's shoulder, he continued to play for a long time, so I'm not really too worried about that. I am a little bit worried about those two getting run tomorrow night um, <clears throat> after kind of how physical this game really was. But Zach should return, so well, will return most likely in, in case something stupid happens. But, yeah, I mean, All right. I got uh, much else with this one. Ooh, ooh. If Io, for whatever reason, does not peel up to it tomorrow, as somebody who's had a couple concussions, I, I know very much how the the will and the desire to do what you need to do will push you through initially. Uh, but but after you close those eyes and wake up the next day, it don't exactly quite feel right. Right. So even if he passed concussion protocols that the NBA runs to get back out on the floor tonight, that very well may not be the case for tomorrow. Um, and that's our second starting point guard down and out. Do you expect Caruso? Dragon. Dragon? Yeah. Dragon? Uh, yeah, I, I got to. I got to. I mean, like I said, I, I had that whole thing when Lonzo Ball went down, the article over at ONTAP about who should start in Lonzo Ball's place. I had Io. So just through the preseason and getting into the regular season, what I thought, <clears throat> I had Io, Dragic, Caruso. That's how I had the list lined up. That one, two, and three, like that. Um, listen, 
Dragic has played really good defense. He's really gotten teammates involved, got him in the right spots. Wait, wait. He's played good defense? Yes. <laughs> I think he's really strategic at following people. <laughs> well, hey, I think that he, he really gets in there and kind of fucks up passing lanes, and I really think okay. that he, he kind of bo- – it's not sexy in the box score. I know. I, know, I, I, guess, right. I guess I get where you're coming from. You're yeah, his, he's just a pest. It's not, his, you know, his heady knowledge allows him to be comparable on that end, despite right. the, the lack of the foot speed and the occasional "I have to follow you" because your first step is too fucking fast. Right, right, too quick for me. Right, you know, he's 36 years old now, man. But I think I'd start him. He just knows how to get people in the right spots. I, I eat my words on that, man. Are when you, I are you going to take him away from Drummond though? Yeah, I no, almost, I don't really want to. Yeah, I know. That's tough. But what are you going to do like, when you're down two point guards, though? I feel like you put the ball back in Zach and DeMar's hands. And unfortunately, they're probably going to get a little bit out of your turn, my turn out of that. But at the same time, that might be your best go-to just because of the chemistry that Drogic has built on that second unit. And I obviously, uh, his pedigree and his veteran style might just fit that great with just about anybody in the league. Um, so that switch might not be a difficult one for him at all, but for, you know, Zach and DeMar to handle the ball also isn't uncharacteristic and allowing Drogic to continue facilitating that second unit has just worked so well. It really isn't an easy decision to make for me. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely tough. Um, again, I, I don't know where I'd go with that if Io misses, but hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully Drummond doesn't. Yeah, plain and simple. Just just no injuries. Yeah, that solves all problems. Well, I heard Tony Bradley won a three-point contest to practice, so if Drummond misses, maybe we'll just have him chucking threes from the corner all fucking day long. I'm not really sure, but I guess we'll find out. Um, you, got anything- <laughs> yeah. you got anything else uh, for that game? No. Um, congrats tomorrow on 20K. Awesome to, to see that done in a Bulls jersey. Who knows if we'll ever see something like that done again in yeah, a Bulls jersey? That like it's, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, uh, definitely something that I think deserves a lot of recognition and appreciation, uh, just for the player that he is overall. Um, such such a pros pro on top of being an elite level player, which right. is such a rare combination to find, um, and. Similar to, to players like LeBron as Bulls fans, I think we just kind of have to appreciate DeMar's greatness while we still have it and we get to enjoy it um, because he probably is going to go down as top five, top three, maybe even the top one overall free agency signing in Bulls history. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. As of right so, now, he's number one. I don't think it's close. I mean, and I know it's just two seasons. Uh, or one in one in some change, but yeah, he's been absolutely unbelievable. I mean, he came in, you know, the only other one you could probably argue would be Dennis Rodman. They, tra- they because... traded Will Purdue for him. Okay, All right. yeah, they traded Will Purdue for Dennis Rodman. The only reason I know that is, I mean, I was young when that was happening. I was alive, but I was very, very young. But um, well, I mean, we technically traded for Demar too, though. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. So I mean, uh, you're you're talking veterans that are impactful in a situation that they don't want to be in, and you end up with them on your team because they'd rather be right. on your team than there. Right, Obviously, right. our sign and trade probably robbing more of a straight right. up trade, but based on the fact that he wasn't wanted where he was and he was seen as a problem later right. in his career, kind of thing. Obviously, a little different for Demar, but still, you, you get where I'm coming from. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Still number, still number one or two. I'm with you on that. Um, the Bulls take on the 76ers tomorrow night. That'll be at the United Center. 
We've oh, never man. beat Joel Embiid. I know we haven't. Joel Embiid didn't play tonight either, so he probably will be playing tomorrow, of course. Um, so I will tell you this. James Harden struggled offensively. He only took nine shots for them tonight. They won. Without Joel Embiid? Yes, they won. Because Maxi went the fuck off, right? Yeah, because yeah, Maxi went the fuck off. All the fucks off. Um, they won 112 to 90. Uh, Maxi played 40 minutes. So that's a, hey, that's a big game for, I know he's still a young guy, but it's a big game, you know, and then going into a back to back. He's going to Philly. Yeah, no shit. Right. But 15 for 20 for him, nine for 12 from downtown, 44 points, eight rebounds, four assists, one steal, only two turnovers for Maxi tonight. Um, Harden, like he said, he said, James Harden, you're expendable. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but, so they're coming off a win. That's two straight. Isn't that two straight wins for Philly now? Um, cause they thought they started off. No, I'm so sorry. It's not. It's um, they beat the Pacers the other night, then lost to the Raptors, then just beat the Raptors. They had two straight in Toronto. Do you see that Pascal Siakam is in the top five of the MVP rankings? Oh, of course. He's been playing out of his mind. You He's mean, been playing out of his mind. Evolved out of just the spin move. I'm telling you, dude. I, I watched a little bit of a Raptors game the other day. I uh, oh, then I saw Fred Van Vliet had only one point. Yeah. Yep. So, no, I mean, the East is just a fucking war zone. I, it, it's going to be. It's going to continue to be that way. Um, but, yeah, man, I, it's going to be so tough because they're three and two. Bulls three and three. You know, Philly two and four now. Come, both get teams coming off a of back to back. Hopefully, Zach can do it and everybody play. After tomorrow night, we might be tied with Philly at three and four. Oh, my God. Don't say that. We're going to be four and three tomorrow. We're going to be four and three. Four and three. Four and three. Four and three. You got anything else before we get out of here, man? No, let's let's ride out. Let's ride out. All right, everybody, join us tomorrow night. We'll we'll most likely be here unless I fall asleep. We'll we'll see how that goes. But everybody be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Again, try to join us tomorrow night after the Bulls take on the 76ers at the United Center. Let's go Bulls.